All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to November. Hopefully you make it a November to remember, coming off of October. All right, so um, hopefully your business plan is done. It should have been done at least a couple weeks now. Hopefully you got all that stuff done. Today it's just me and you, so today's going to be a quick hit, hopefully motivates you a little bit um, to get out there and do what you got to do. I personally think this is a great market. I'm calling it the perfect storm market because for you, the prospecting, proactive, knows what they're doing agent, you know, a lot of people are going to get out of the business. Uh, it's going to create more. And, you know, it's, this is just a temporary speed bump because of the uh, base rate that the Fed has imposed upon us. <laughs> All right? Not to be political. It's just a fact. I mean, the, the, the base rate is ridiculous. Uh, and as it starts coming down the other way, business will open up. And our interest rates will go back down to, uh, you know, really good rates. But let's face it, they just came down about three-quarters of a point after the Fed said, hey, look, we're going to leave the rates alone for the rest of the year and into next year. So now the uh, rates are like seven and a half instead of eight and a quarter. Seven and a half is not terrible, folks, let's face it. Uh, but what it does allow you to do is, you know, go out and do what you got to do. So let's go through some points here. I have five today. The first one is right now you're getting paid for your ex – by the way, uh, let me just handle the lawsuit. The lawsuit that just came down, okay, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be appealed, so nothing's going to change for a while, uh, and some of it's pretty ridiculous. So I think it is set up pretty good for appeal, my personal opinion. Um, but who knows? The business is probably going to be changing in the next couple of years. So what does that mean to you? That mean this is what it means to you. I've been preaching this for a while, but let me just say it again. If you have ever thought that there's a time to become a listing agent, it's now. Because that's not in question. Getting paid your listing commission is not in question. Now, your buyer agency commission, that's on, the tra that's on the block right now. So what does that mean to you? That means first step, nothing could change. Highly unlikely, but it's possible. All right? But what you need to start doing is start using the buyer broker agreement if you haven't been. Okay, so that's step one. The next step is going to be, you know, putting the buyer broker agreement and putting your fee on there okay, uh, that'll be paid by the buyer. That could happen eventually. Right? It doesn't mean that it might not be able to be financed in like closing costs, right? But I don't know. We don't know if the Fed's going to allow that right now. But right now, nothing has changed because it's going on appeal. Probably be like that for a year and a half, two years. But I, the message I would take as a real estate agent today is start using the buyer broker agreement immediately, if not sooner, if that's possible for you. Okay? So there you go. A any questions on that, hit star six and unmute yourself. But I think that's pretty much the message I would take today. By the way, any of you that I want to... I a question. Yes, sir. Yeah. Where, where did that originate? What is that? Is it a, is it a fraudulent indictment? Yeah. Or, in or it, yeah. I mean, how did that affect us here in Nevada? Because it, it of doesn't. home it, services? It doesn't yet. Yeah, because, well, okay. yeah, because home services is, is listed in there, and so is Keller Williams, and so is Remax, and so is... Right? So... Um, it's in the so state even, of even though there's, even though we had nothing to do with whatever happened in Missouri, they just do an overall blanket. Say, okay, you guys have home services on your name. You're busted. Is kind. Of, I mean, is I don't. I guess I don't understand where it even came from. That's what. That, well, it was. A, it was. A, it's a class action suit. So where does it? So so where does it come from? A bunch of attorneys get together and find. You know, one. What I don't know how many people are on this one, but it's a lot. And, okay. it's a, and that's, that, that's the thing that makes it overturnable, I think, is that it's really 
the main charge is fraud, is um, conspiracy to hold commissions high by real estate brokers. That's really the claim. And the, and the jury found him guilty of that and awarded him $1.7 in damages. That's why it's just a little outrageous. So that's why I think it's going to be, be – It sounds outrageous. Overturn on appeal. It is outrageous. It is. But, but you know, hey, good for them. They, uh, they got it through. I mean, they were organized, and I think most of this is a reflection of this is on NAR, myself personally. What do I know? Okay. Right? So, uh, yeah. But right now, so, Darren, right now, nothing's changed other than the judgments out there. Do business as usual. But like I said, if you're not using the buyer broker agreement, start using it. That's what I want. That's the well, and I've been using that. <clears throat> I've been using that for years. But I good. usually don't you're include a fee, though, because I know that I just do it, that we're yeah. working together. I owe you, you know, uh, I'm looking out for your best interests. But I never include a fee in the buyer broker agreement. I mean, I guess that's the change. Because I always tell yeah, them well, that the seller is going to pay my, my commission. But right, and that could change. should fall that's, out. That's the thing. Like now you could put in there a buyer broker agreement, blah, 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 with a fee of 2%, 2.5%, 3%, whatever you feel that you're, you know, uh, right now you're taking what's offered as a sub-agency. But with this ruling, you, you know, you could see people put zero, right? It's possible. I doubt it. But it's possible. So just that's what I'm saying. Just be be cognizant of the listings you're looking at. All right, and then right. You know, like you're right. already using it, so you're one. So Derry, you're one had had a step one step ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. So okay. There you go. All right. Any okay. other questions, yep. folks, about that? All right. So let's keep going now. All right. So, Darren, cool. make sure you mute your own phone now. Otherwise, we'll hear everything you're doing. <laughs> there we go. So just hit mute, hit mute on, your, on your own phone itself. And, and unless you, you know, if you, unmute yourself if you have another question anytime. I hit star six again. Is that correct? Yeah, or you can just hit mute on your own cell phone unless, unless you're not on a cell phone. Yeah, you can hit, you can hit uh, uh, no, you don't have to hit anything. Just, just like I said, mute your own phone. All right, so here we go. All right, so let's get back into this. So um, right now, okay, uh, I think, um, you know, uh, your expertise and your market knowledge are critical for today's market. Okay, critical, critical, critical. So, like, know your area. You know, know the numbers. How many homes are in the MLS? How, what's the average days on market? Okay, what's your average? What's the sale price? Know your numbers and your area that you're covering. What's happened in the last six months? That's why I think the neighborhood reports are so good. If you just focus on whatever area you're in, maybe you run an, especially if you're, especially if you live in your farm, you should be getting a neighborhood report from yourself just to give you an idea of what's going on, just like they get. Okay, except maybe you get weekly updates instead of monthly. All right, so just know your area, know your numbers, know what you're talking about. Very important. Like I said, I think this market is the perfect storm for the proactive person, real estate agent like yourself. All right, my next point is networking and off-market properties, okay? So you should know, like, I always, as a real estate agent, I had an extra four or five, you know, active listings in my head that weren't listed yet that I was probably going to list eventually with the for sale by owners. For sale by owners are still out there, folks. You should be visiting a couple a week, every single week. So then if you have a buyer... You can work something up, maybe double-ended, maybe get paid, you know, uh, whatever, your sub-agency fee. 
to sell a property. Know about for sale by owners, I'm telling you. All right? And by networking, you could be talking to people that pro- probably have, you know, uh, properties that will be on the market now in the near future. Your, your sphere, your database, I mean, I always knew, like this time of year, I always started counting. How many people do I have that are selling next year? And I just make sure I stayed on top of those people. All right? And then the for sale by owners. I mean, the easiest appointment on the planet always at any time is to set a preview with a for sale by owner. They don't have to know that you intend on listing the property because you're going to go over, take a look at it, talk to them, follow up, follow up, follow up. And when they fade, when they start to cave, go over and list the property. Like I always tell you, I used to, I used to preview two properties a week and I listed four or five FISBOs every month just from doing that. All right. So, you know, those aren't perfect numbers, but they're pretty damn good. I thought, I thought they were pretty good. And some of them, you know, sell on their own, very rare, but it does happen. Some of them list with somebody else, right? Yeah, but, but I got a decent amount just by doing that. All right? So that's going to be impro- important. I, I just have a, because the inventory is tight. It's going to stay tight. You know, I, once again, the networking part, the, the part about you building your network in today's market is probably one of the most important things. Have people that you're adding to your database every single week. Matter of fact, if you're if you prospect a lot, it could be every single day, and then eventually you're going to cash in on that, right? So that's number two on my list. The third one is strong negotiation skills. Okay, like you know, it starts with just um, understanding. Once again, it goes back to what's available in the market. Uh, understanding um, how to get people pre-qualified, understanding how to handle a home inspection report. It's really a whole bunch of common sense. And you're work- when you're working with people that re- really want to sell, that's very helpful. And when you're dealing with people that really want to buy, that's extremely helpful. Okay, but it's, it, it, it starts with you. Okay, are you confident, competent, and natural in your negotiation skills or aren't you? Because it comes across. Whatever you are is coming across. So you want to make sure that you're really good at it and it just it's really just common sense. Negotiating is common sense. When you have people that have to sell, it's very commonsensical to get it sold. When you have people that have to buy, very commonsensical to put things together. When you have people that don't care, and if everything goes right, well, that's when you get into frustrations and then you blame the business and this is so terrible and this market's so tough. It's really not that tough. It just requires talking to more people. You know, okay, so let's use Las Vegas. You know, some of the great months in 2020 and 2021, we were probably selling 3,500 homes. Now we're probably at 2,500. Okay? So we still have plenty of transactions happening. I mean, I'm not selling 2,500 homes. So it's not a... I mean, if I'm selling five a month, whether there's 3,500 or 2,500, I got plenty of room to get my five. That's how you have to be looking at it right now. But I might have to talk. The simple numbers tell me that a third's missing, right? So it would, would mean I have to add a third to my prospecting. It's really that simple. And it's actually probably even a little simpler than that because the people that survive off this market when it's only good, 
a lot of them didn't renew their dues in January and, and recently as well. So we probably had 20% fall off, you know, uh, last year, the end of last year, then another 10 or 15 at early this year, and lately probably about another 10%. So we're losing a decent amount of competitors, which, you know, as a company, that's not great, but as a business for you, that's wonderful because you have less competition. All right, so negotiating skills. It starts with who you're talking to and who you're working with. But after that, it's just a whole bunch of common sense. There's no such thing as, well, I'm a supreme negotiator. Well, it's learning personality styles, you know, telling people what's, a, you know, just give them the lay of the land right now. Be educated as to what's going on in the market and work with motivated people. That's 90% of negotiation skills. Okay? Another one is, which I find incredible today is, um, respond to people more rapidly if you're not. All right, meaning that be available when people call you. Availability is critical. Just like, you know, availability to show a house is critical to get it sold. You need to be available when someone calls you. Now, does that mean you answer calls when you're doing a listing presentation? Of course not. Does that mean you talk to people while you're showing property with somebody else? No. You set expectations with everybody. You know, if I'm taking a listing, I take the listing. At the end of the listing appointment, when I'm about to leave, I say, Sally, Dave, I just want you to understand, just like when I was here with you for the hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes that we've been together, if you notice, I didn't answer my cell phone. You probably don't even know I have one on me, right? It's off. Mine's, my ringer's always off. It's never on. It might vibrate, but you don't even hear that. Okay, so, so and I just want you to understand that you're not my only client, although I hope to make you feel like that. You know, um, when I'm with another person or negotiating a contract or whatever, if you call me, I will call you right back, but just leave a message. So, you know, when, when, you, when you call me and I don't answer, it's because I'm talking to someone else just like I'm talking to you right now. It'll never be more than an hour. Most of the time, it's just a couple minutes. Does that sound fair? Yes. Great. Now, I've set expectations. So, when they call me and they don't get me right, most of us don't tell don't say anything. So then they feel, especially the worst thing, if, if you have an assistant or a team, the worst thing you can do is not introduce your assistant or team to the new listing at the listing presentation. So when someone else calls them, they don't feel like they're being, you know, shuffled off to someone else. You introduce everybody as this is a benefit to you and why. Okay, so respond rapidly. They deserve it. It's the golden rule. Most people are nervous. The quicker you respond... Like, 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 like anybody who's buying internet leads knows what I'm talking about. If you're not the first person to call them, they're usually talking to somebody else and going to work with them. That's how you need to be about your lead follow-up. That's how you need to be about your contract. That's how you need to be about your showings. All of that. Okay, so rapid response, be available. Okay, so far as we covered, be the expert in the room about the market. Second one is build a network. And, you know, be educated with off-market properties like for sale by owners. Zillow has a whole bunch of make-me-moves, whatever they're called in there. You want to have strong negotiation skills. That starts with who you're working with. Remember that always. All right? But then this last one is respond rapidly and be available to people. The last one, it's the newest one for me too, and I saved it for last on purpose, is being tech savvy. They need to think that you're tech savvy at least somewhat. That's why, I don't know, seven years ago now, I guess it is, seven, eight years ago now, I joined social media 
never been on it before, didn't have a smartphone until then. Right, I used to call my phone relatively intelligent, but I don't know if it, I don't know if it was smart. It wasn't a flip phone. Don't even go there. But I would say, you know, it was probably like nine, ten years ago they got my first smartphone. It was like I think it was the Apple Four or Five was my first one. Right, and I, and and because someone someone said to me, Rick, you're not relevant. You know, we can't find you anywhere. It's like you're, you know, a secret agent. I remember going, oh, my God, that's what people think that are savvy, and right? So they're going to pick somebody else. Your social media is part of your resume. So if you don't have a social media presence, you look like you're in the Stone Age. Okay, so stop being Fred Flintstone. <laughs> right? That's what sold me when someone said that. Someone said that to me, and it was, you know, like I said, it was either – I think it was about eight, nine years ago. Not, no, seven to, yeah, it was like eight, nine years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person. And then I was coaching people that were doing business and social media, and I wasn't even talking about it. Now I talk about it a decent amount because I have a basic understanding of it, and I know it works because I use it. It works for my business. My job is recruiting and retention, which through training and educating and so forth, but ultimately – you know, my job is to help you get whatever you want so you want to continue being with the company, right? That's just you want people to get what they want so they continue using you and refer all their friends. It's the same type of relationship. So it's the same type of thing except slightly different, right? So you want people to list and sell with you, and the way you do that is by showing them you're relevant, you're out there, you're consistent, you have good things to say, you have stuff going on, and they just need to see you. It's not that complicated, folks. They need to see look at like look at like Geico commercials, like the insurance commercials. They don't say anything except they just remind you that they sell insurance. Right? As a matter of fact, what can you say that's exciting about insurance? Nothing. Nobody likes it, nobody wants it. It's an it's a it's an evil that they have to pay for. So disguise that through humor, okay, and uh, distraction, I think is what they do. <laughs> right? I laugh because my whole life could have been insurance, like my brother's was, because my father owned an insurance company, and these are the kind of things I used to tell him when I was explaining to him why, when I was 18 years old, I didn't want to be in insurance. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. The insurance companies don't want to pay if they can get away with it. It's just not for me. Insur now, real estate, the American dream. Everybody loves real estate, right? Well, that was my thing. It was like people... And I realized, yeah, well, I got, I got a healthy dose of rejection early on in real estate too, but I don't think it, was, I don't think it would be anything like in, in insurance. All right, so tech savvy, you know, I'm talking about have a YouTube channel. Put some shorts on there. I mean, it's not that you can. I do the same video for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok. Did I say LinkedIn? And LinkedIn. So there's six of them. That's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube Shorts. So there's my six, right? It's the same as that video on all of them, right? So that's it. I do that once a day. You can get away with two or three times a week. Something decent. Show them what you're doing. Give them something good about the real estate market right now. Right now, if I was selling real estate, Here's my thing to sellers. You really can't complain about the prices right now because your property's gone up 250%. Any of the markets we're in, 
in the last 10 years, your property has gone up 250%. There's no whining if you're a seller. Now, if you're a buyer, you can be whining about the interest rates, but if the interest rates were lower, you'd be complaining because you'd be making 17 offers on the same house and not getting it. Right now, you can get it and refinance later. If you can't understand that concept and you want to be part of the tidal wave that's going to happen next year, who knows? You know, hopefully we have a, a new uh, president. The only reason I say that is this guy's not good for our business. It's very obvious. Okay, so we want somebody who's better for our business. Um, and, uh, you know, 2016 to 2020 was pretty damn good. All right, so as far as the interest rates, as far as uh, inflation, as far as gas prices, as far as, you know, if you have a 401k, right? So I like the pro-business presidents myself because I'm selfish towards my business just like everybody else is. <laughs> there we go. There I go. I said it. Ah, right. So agreed. Thumbs up. Be big. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. And I think that I think we, you know, look at I, I know that uh, there's all kinds of alternatives. And I think that uh, right now, unfortunately, you get Biden or you get Trump. That's it. Those are your choices. Both these guys, uh, this is their last one. OK, because if Trump gets elected, he's, he can only do two. And Biden is already partially deceased. So he won't be doing another one. Uh, if he gets elected this time, this is definitely will be his last one because then he'll be president twice. So either way, this is the end of an era of these two guys. After that, I hope we get some younger guys in there and so forth. But right now, those are your options. So choose for your business is my is my recommendation. But do whatever you're comfortable. This is America. I'll still love you no matter who you vote for. Okay? So there you go. So uh, tech savvy, I think I've given you all the different areas. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. TikTok, YouTube Shorts. Those are the six, all right? And I just be semi-consistent, super consistent even better. You can't overdo it, though. You know, people think, well, I don't want to overdo it. Don't worry about that. I've never seen anybody overdoing it. The people that overdo it usually end up with the most followers, and, you know, uh, that's just the way it is, and you can do business from this. That's the key. All right, any questions for me today, folks? Questions, comments. All right, so quick review. Be the expert in the room, okay, no matter where you go, about your marketplace, wherever you cover. Make sure you're building your network every day, and I would definitely work some off-market properties, and I'm talking mostly about for sale by owners. Okay, uh, be strong with negotiating skills. It's really just a confidence and a common sense thing when you're dealing with motivated people. Rapid response and availability, I think that talks, says, says it all. And become a little bit more tech-savvy you don't have to be, uh, you know, the next uh, social media sensation, but you've got to have consistency, and you also have to show them by documenting what you're doing. You know, it's almost like a journal. All right, guys, there you go. If you need me, call me anytime. You guys are the best. We will pick this up in exactly one week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Rick. Have a great day out there.